Welcome to Miles and Smiles. I'm your host, Julie Hatch. Together, we'll embark on a journey of love, service, and discovery as I share our adventures from the True Love Tour. You can check out photos and our blog on our website, thetruelovetour.com. I invite you to follow us on The True Love Tour at Share Love on Facebook. Stay tuned as I give you an up-close and personal view of our journey through stories, thoughts, and experiences. Wow! Guys, we're moving! Who knew that was going to (laughs) come? We are in the process of a move. Hopefully we can find something around the area that we are already in. We don't want to move too far from our church family, our community, and our neighbors. We have grown to love over the last eight years that we've been in this home. So we're hopeful that we can stay in the area, but we will see. We will um, be moving in February, looking for a place in January. So the next couple of months may be a little bit, um, well, busy. (laughs) So here's the plan, guys. The next episode of the Miles and Smiles podcast will air on January 6th. That's the first Monday of January. And then I will keep you posted each episode so that you can know when to look for the next new episode. How about that? (laughs) Might have to play a little by ear for this month, January and February. Uh, There may even be a short period of time where I may not have internet connection. So um, we will try and make this transition as smoothly as possible. But in the meantime, uh, keep checking back. And with each episode, I will announce when I'm going to do the next one. How about that? (laughs) All right. I do want to dedicate this episode. I've never done that before, but I do want to dedicate this episode to my son, Samuel Lovett, because... I share a story, I I will be sharing a story with you today about his reaction to uh, something that I did recently. So stay tuned. Today's episode is going to be all about kindness because that is the thing that I am learning the most about right now. And I hope that I share some insights with you that will help you and benefit you and leave a, a lasting impression on you. I'll be right back. How many of you went to go see the movie, It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood with Tom Hanks? How many of you guys saw that? I grew up with Mr. Rogers, although I will admit I thought some of the episodes were a little bit boring. <laughs> I'd get a little antsy, but I I still appreciated certain aspects of this program. And as I grew older... Since I have a natural curiosity about people, I love biographies and autobiographies. I learned a little bit about Fred Rogers many years ago, and I always felt impressed 
by his mannerisms and just how effortlessly he seemed to just serve and and love on people like he just was just this amazing person and human being who had an incredible impact so I was counting down the days for this movie to be released. I could not wait to go and watch it. I took my daughter and we decided that we were going to go. And as I was sitting there halfway through, she has tears streaming down her cheeks. Now, my daughter wasn't raised with Mr. Rogers. She had no idea who Mr. Rogers even was. But as we sat there, you know, there's times that I had tears in my eyes. I was so moved and touched by this movie. And I was so inspired. I confess I did something and my oldest son, he's 24. uh, He thinks I'm weird (laughs) because of what I did. So I'm going to share with you what I did. What I did is I came home and I printed out three pictures of Mr. Rogers. I did. They're all a little different, but Mr. Rogers represents kindness to me. He reminds me of how the simple things in life can make the biggest difference. He reminds me to slow down. Everything that I do tends to be fast. I talk fast. I take the fastest route home. I do everything fast. (laughs) That's my nature. So Mr. Rogers is kind of my opposite in that regard. He talks very slowly and deliberately and thoughtfully. Everything he does is with intention. He lived a life of intent. Like he really made each day count. And he decided how he was going to maximize his day and his time. There are so many qualities in him that I aspire to. But I think the thing that spoke the loudest to me and the deepest to me was his mission and purpose is in complete alignment with my own. So I figured this would be a good person to study sort of like a mentor, even though he is not with us now, uh, he's passed. But I, I thought I have much to learn from him and much to be reminded of. So I took these pictures, I framed one in a little four by six frame that just sits on my vanity. And then I have another one that's on the side of my fridge, where only I would know it's there that I can see it. And then the other one is uh, when you, it's on my visor, my sun visor in my car. So when I put my sun visor down, I can see it. I can see his picture and there's a little quote. It's the quote that's, you know, I like you just the way you are, kind of an affirmation sort of thing. Well, my I can't even believe I'm telling this story. My son came home. I know how this looks, guys. I know. I know it's kind of creepy. I don't mean for it to be. (laughs) (laughs) but my son came home and he was in my room. We were just chit chatting and he looked over and saw the picture of Mr. Rogers. He goes, mom, why do you have a picture of Mr. Rogers on your vanity stand? And I'm like, because he reminds me to be kind. (laughs) He goes, mom, really? That is so creepy. You're totally crushing on Mr. Rogers. I'm like, no, it's not like that. I'm happily married guys. I'm not crushing on Mr. Rogers. (laughs) But I told him, I said, you know, sometimes I can be mean and snarky. And, you know, he's a great reminder of the effects of kindness and how the things that we say and do can make a big difference. Just little things can make a big difference. Well, then he goes into the kitchen. He opens up the fridge. And he's kind of looking around for a snack. And I said, 
um, did you find anything? You know, and I said, did you, did you see this picture of Mr. Rogers? He goes, really mom, a second picture of Mr. Rogers. Oh my gosh. I'm totally Snapchatting this, which he did to all of his friends, which <sighs> some of my nephews were in that group, that chat group on Snapchat. <laughs> so I'm sure now they're thinking they have a crazy lunatic aunt on their hands. And then I, I said, well, you know, helps with road rage too. And he goes, you didn't. I take him outside to the car and I show him my sun visor. I said, see? And he goes, oh my gosh. And he's just splitting a gut. Now when my son laughs, it's that kind of like infectious laughter that just makes me bust up all the time. Like anyone who's around him, he has one of those smiles that lights up a room. And he, and when he laughs, it just, it's like a belly it's like a belly laugh. It just makes you want to laugh. So we're sitting there having a good laugh over this. And, and yes, I'm laughing at myself because I know, I realize how this comes across. But in all of this, I have to just say it's helped. It's helped to have a constant reminder. Now, sometimes I get impatient. Like I said, I'm a fast person. I like to go fast. I like to do things fast. I don't like to waste time. And you know, sometimes I can get impatient on the road and I can get a little road rage. And I have to say, I have had those moments where I look at him and kind of sneer and go, Mr. Rogers, really? Like, how did you do this? <laughs> you know, this is so hard. Like all last year, this past year, my word was patience. And I would start getting some road rage and go, nope, nope, I have patience. Remember, I, Julie, I have patience. Yes, I would talk to myself. I have patience. I am a patient person. Everyone can take their time. It's okay. Like, <laughs> so I'm having these conversations with myself. But I want to share with you some things that I've learned since that movie. So stick with me, guys, and I'll be right back. This month has been one of those months that has been very stressful, not just with the move, but we've had car problems. We've had motorhome situations. We've had a lot of very stressful things happening all at once. When this happens, as an introvert, I tend to unplug and disengage. I, I turn inward. I get very still and quiet, and I go in. And I do this as a way, I think it's a self-preservation method. I, th I do this to preserve my energy and to increase stamina. It's sort of like how I regain my energy. And I don't talk a whole, whole lot. I will here and there, but I, I stay to myself usually during that time. <laughs> and it's probably better because if, if I spoke, I would probably be spewing all kinds of yuckiness all over everybody. I don't think it'd be a very pretty picture. So I tend to go in and as I have been doing that, I've been able to really give more thought about this movie and the things that I learned from Mr. Rogers. In fact, I recently, I have been reading a book by Amy Hollingsworth called The Simple Faith of Mr. Rogers. And 
there's quite a few things here that impressed me. The first thing is kindness is so much far, so I can't talk today. It is so far reaching than I had originally thought. It really is one of those things that can make such a huge difference. How we smile, giving somebody eye contact, holding their hand when you shake their hand, little things, there's little nuances and little mannerisms that send messages of, I want to be here with you right now. I want to hear what you have to say. You're important to me. There's so many things that we do that we don't realize sends a message to people that we are in the presence of. Body language in and of itself is so important. I was watching Mr. Rogers and studying his body, his body language. I went back on YouTube and was watching old videos. And he would lean in just slightly. I don't know if you guys noticed that. He would lean in just slightly as if he really was talking to you. He would lean into the camera just a little bit. And and he would give the the what is it, the camera, eye contact, because he knew how important it was to give that eye contact and make the viewer feel like he was talking to them. I imagine he did that in real life. But I started thinking about my body language. I started thinking, how am I coming across to people? What messages am I sending? Because there's so much that I think it's, it's just like first impressions, right? There are so many things that we read from just a first impression that I thought, wow, integrity is when the outside shows up the same as the inside in my mind. Now, that's putting it in simple terms, but that's how I think of integrity. So if something that I am doing If there's a message I'm conveying through my body language that isn't positive, then that means there's work internally that I need to do. Whether it's emotional or spiritual or mental, there's something inside that needs a little tweaking, needs some attention, right? So when I talk about kindness and, you know, how just the small mannerisms, saying thank you, saying please, saying I appreciate you, conveying that message to a person that they really are important. Everybody wants to feel loved. Everybody wants to feel valued, cherished, and important. And we can help others feel that way in the most simplest ways. So yes, our body language, the things that we're not necessarily speaking, but the things that we're showing can go a long distance in helping a person feel valued and cherished and loved. When I get, when I get back, I'm going to talk about the more outward expressions of kindness. So stay tuned.
obviously there are outward expressions of kindness. Obviously those things matter too. A lot of times what I've noticed is it's really hard sometimes to be the recipient. When we are the ones that have to receive, sometimes that can be really humbling and very hard. But what I want to tell you is that service is that way. It's reciprocal, right? It's a two-way street. You cannot ever serve someone and not benefit somehow. It's always going to benefit you. It reminds me of the episode of Friends where Phoebe and Joey are talking and you know, Joey is telling her there's not one thing that you can do where you don't benefit. And Phoebe disagrees with him. So Phoebe tries to prove it in all these different ways and learns that in fact, he was right. But I, I as I've given thought about this in my life, here I am, I'm going through these hardships. Now, I think it's completely natural that when we have hardships, we, we tend to disengage. We go into survival mode. We do what we need to do in order to get through whatever hardship is in our path. It's part of that survival instinct that we all have in us. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I will say that the thing that I'm learning right now is how choosing to have an outward focus during your hardships can actually do more good for you than I think going in and staying in. So I think, yes, it's good to go in. It's good to turn in, but make sure that you're coming back and checking in with reality, with life, with others, that you're not staying in. Because when that happens, when you stay in, you stay small. Your reach is limited and everything becomes about you. You become very self-centered when that happens, where you can't get out of your own head. You sometimes dip into depression or you live in depression. You, you become apathetic. Your sight becomes very limited. Your reach becomes very limited. And whether you intend to or not, the only person you can focus on is you because your life is all about you and staying to yourself. When you serve, something beautiful happens. If you are dealing with depression, and even though it may seem like the last thing you want to do is deal with people, that's actually the antidote. That is actually the very thing that's going to help lift your depression is service. And I say this from experience, guys, I deal with depression. I do. It runs in my family. I do deal with depression at times. And what I have learned is that I've, I've literally had to have had to force myself to come out of my shell. I go in and I give myself permission to go in and recharge, uh, to evaluate and reassess. I think that's important, but then I force myself out of that because that is my natural comfort zone, you know, as an introvert, that's my natural place where I feel the most comfortable, but there's danger in that. And I know it. And I'm going to share with you that honestly, and truly, if you're dealing with apathy or depression, the thing that you need to do is start connecting with other people. The same as if you're dealing with a, a, excuse me, the thing that that's the same applies. There we go. The, The same applies for an addiction. 
I think that disconnection fuels addiction. If you really want to overcome an addiction, which I do believe is possible, even though I know it's termed as a disease and I have addictions, I have a food addiction and it's a real addiction and it's a real struggle, but I never allow that to be an excuse to stay where I am. Um, I believe that we can do things to help lessen the effects of an addiction and connection is one of those things that can help us. We can connect with others and we can do it in a way that is safe, which is called boundaries, guys. And I know boundaries is a hard thing. I get it. There's kickback and boundaries. There's all, there's always going to be, but sometimes it is necessary in order to create a safe space where you can feel like you can come out of your shell a little more and, and be okay. So I do think there's times in life when boundaries are necessary and sometimes it's okay to take those boundaries down when you become stronger, right? But I will say connection is important. And when you're, when you're talking about kindness, there's, I mean, yes, be kind to yourself, but I really think this word has more impact when you use it with an outward focus, when you are focusing your attention on those around you. No, we don't have to make everything all better. It's not our responsibility to make everything all better for everybody. There's, you know, you can get into some codependent patterns there. So you have to be careful. But having said that, I think that there is something along the lines of learning to carry each other's burdens. And what that looks like is not changing the situation for them, but supporting them in where in whatever hardship they're dealing with, wherever they are, it's about supporting them through that by just listening. Guys, it's the little things like kindness, listening intently without an agenda, letting go of your own agenda and truly listening to somebody. It's the simple things, a smile. Those things make sometimes the biggest impact and the biggest differences. And I know that I personally have, I think I've overlooked those things. And I think that's another reason why this movie had such a profound impact on me because I realized that I was focusing on the big things, but I was missing the little things that make a big difference. This day in in the world that we live in, in the society that we live in, I think it's the little things that are missing you know, we get so carried away with our own routines and the things that we got to do and the things that we think are so important that honestly, I think often bear little importance. You know, in this move through purging, I have learned that there's so little we actually really need. There's so little. I used to have attachment to attachments to things. I'm very sentimental. And so I would hold on to everything. And that's great. And I still have kept some mementos and things. I'm still a sentimental person, but I have learned that there I had a lot of extra stuff too, and that I was attaching meaning to things that didn't need to to have meanings attached to them. <laughs> like I, I, even as a young girl, all of my stuffed animals had personalities, and all of them had. But the reality was, in life, they don't. And I noticed that in my adulthood, I started attaching meaning to things that that didn't need to have meaning attached to them. They were in, what is it? Um, they were just 
inanimate subjects or inanimate things. They were, they had no bearing on whether I'm going to be a good person today or not, or whether I'm going to make a difference today or not. Like it, it really had no bearing on my relationships whatsoever. And relationships are truly the most important thing in life is our relationships, our relationship with God, our relationship with others, our relationship, our relationship with self, our relationship with animals, our relationships with food, our relationships with money. Our relationships are the most important. It's not things. It's not status. It's not the car you drive and the house that you live in. It's not those things. And I'm grateful that at a young age, I learned that lesson, but I've learned it even more in my adult life. And through purging, it's such a cleansing experience for me to let go and to what it's doing is it's causing me to focus on my family and my relationships, my friendships, my neighbors. It's causing me to have a more outward focus. I have less distraction. It's so weird. I've been looking around my house and I never, I have this mirror in my entryway that hangs above my hutch. I never realized how often and how frequently I looked in that in, in that mirror until I gave it away. <laughs> and I find myself going in there looking and forgetting that the mirror's not there and it's a wall. And so now I've noticed that each time I'm going in that room, I'm noticing other things that I didn't notice before. It's weird how that happens, how the less distractions we have, the more we're able to focus on the things that are truly important. So coming back, I want to talk to you about one last thing. So stay tuned and I'll be right back. that I have been on has evolved. It started off as one thing and it's completely evolved into another thing. I realized that I don't need to travel in order to be on a true love tour. Nowadays with technology, we can reach the masses through podcasting, through social media, through books, through so many things, right? I learned that I don't need to be away from my family in order to be on a true love tour and that everyone I talk to, I can invite on the true love tour. The true love tour started with the inspiration of a product line called true love skincare. And I still use that today and I still share about it because it is 100% natural and I have had so much success using it. Uh, for myself and my family, that I just don't see the need of using things that have toxins in them anymore. So hooray. <laughs> and I do um, like to spotlight. Uh, I like to spotlight different products that we carry. But today, 
I want to talk about something that isn't a product that's still part of true love, the true love skincare line, the true love tour, true love period. I think that one of the most beautiful things that we can do or wear is kindness. I really do. When I think about Mr. Rogers and as I've studied the attributes he had that I aspire to, Mr. Rogers taught me that kindness has a simple requirement. And that requirement is time. It's time. It's taking time to be thoughtful, intentional, and deliberate, taking time to be slow. I never knew the value of being slow until I started studying Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers. I didn't know that I could share a message of hope, of love, of all these things without using words that I could use my actions to convey my deep, my deeply held, even religious beliefs and non-religious beliefs. Although I tend to think they're one and the same, honestly, but you know, for the sake of, of others understanding of, of religion, which may be different than mine, I will say religious and (laughs) non-religious. I, I have learned that we can make such a huge difference just by taking time. My aunt, I used to call my aunt all the time and we would talk on the phone. As a young girl, I would visit her during the summer. And she never married. She never had kids of her own, but she was my special aunt that I would go and spend time with. And in my adult years, I would call her and we would talk and she would make me feel like the most amazing human being. (laughs) She really would. And she always was so fascinated with anything I had to share. She was a great listener, but she also had a great, she has a great sense of humor and she would share that. And I loved that, but I allowed myself to get distracted I think it's an easy thing to do. There's a lot of distractions in our world today. And I stopped for whatever reason. I just stopped calling her. And years, you know, days turned into months and months turned into years. And I just stopped. And after seeing this movie and reading this book and really pondering on not only it's not really even the attributes of Mr. Rogers, they're attributes of Jesus Christ, too. I, I see how Fred Rogers was a true disciple of Jesus Christ, of his, of, I could see without him mentioning his Christian faith, who he followed just by his own actions and mannerisms. And I think that's the part that I love the most. You know, I wasn't alive when Jesus Christ was on the earth, but I was alive when Fred Rogers was on the earth. And I had, I feel like I have this more tangible example of what Christ must have done, um, in his days on the earth. Um, just his attitudes and mannerisms and the way that he healed, you know, his whole ministry was healing and serving. He loved. And, and so I think Mr. Rogers or Fred Rogers directs my attention back to my savior. But when I think about all of these things and, you know, my aunt, here's my aunt and I haven't kept in touch with her. I thought I need to call her. So I picked up the phone a couple of days ago and I had a long chit chat with her and we picked up right where we left off. And I, my heart 
swelled. I remembered home because I was talking to her and she was a part of home for me. Distraction is so dangerous, guys. You know, a lot of times we can feel lost and we can feel like we're just floating around suspended in reality somewhere without a landing pad. And it's easy. It happens so subtly and so easy. And even amidst this move and, you know, we're uprooting ourselves, talking to my aunt reminded me and brought me back to home. It brought me back to, again, the things that are most important in life, which is our relationships. How hard is it if I don't have a few minutes to pick up a phone and tell somebody I love them, then I have overscheduled myself then I need to remove something off of my plate because no one that you love should ever take the back burner. We should not be placing the things that we love, the people, not things, the people we love the most on a back burner. We should be connecting and remembering and forming memories and loving openly and generously loving through kindness, through simple measures through slowing down and and really connecting in deep ways and meaningful ways. I think that is what's been missing from my life. Not, I mean, I don't want to say entirely because I've had moments, but I am learning how to bring that into my life more consistently and how to really build that into my foundation Guys, take a few minutes today. Schedule it in. Someone once told me that if you don't schedule it in, you won't do it. So if you're that kind of person, schedule it in. Put somebody's name that comes to your mind right now. You don't even need a reason, but trust your intuition and call that person and tell them how you feel. Tell them you love them. Love on them. Be kind to them. Listen to them. Don't call with any other agenda, but just to listen and be there, to be a witness to their life. Because when that is reciprocated, when you encounter a person that treats you that way, how does it make you feel? How does it affect you? Right? It leaves lasting impressions. It does. I'm emotional about this. I feel very deeply and passionately about this as I've been pouring myself into trying to understand how I can be the best version of myself and make the biggest impact in this world. And, you know, kindness is just another form of love. It's another way that we love. Love is so multifaceted and there's so many ways to express that. But I, I just would really emphasize the need for love in our world today to open doors for each other again, to let people in, even if they're trying to cut you off in traffic, let them in, even if they're not using their blinker. You know, we don't know what other people are going through. We don't know. I mean, thankfully, through all of this, I've I've been able to serve my church community. And, and I say that not to toot my own horn, but as an expression of my gratitude that they have been open to receiving because I needed to give. I needed that. 
I needed to get out of my own head, stop looking at the hardships that I'm dealing with, and start focusing on the things that I can change and affect today, the things that I can do to make today special or make somebody feel, you know, loved and valued and cherished. So, you know, my move, it's it's going to be an ongoing process for a little bit. It's not something I can control or change right away. And so that is where, you know, there's no point in me choosing to put my energy into that in terms of dwelling on what I'm leaving behind, but rather to change my focus to what can I give. And um, this has just been a huge lesson for me. I appreciate you letting me share this with you. And I hope that you'll take the message that I'm sharing today into your hearts and allow it to nurture your relationships. You will benefit. The people that you engage with will benefit. You know, take time, slow down, be deliberate and thoughtful in your speech. Don't be so quick to spout off when you're upset. But pause and remember to be kind and remember how important it is. I love and appreciate each and every one of you. I so appreciate being on this journey with you and sharing the things that I'm learning on this True Love Tour. And I look forward to January when I can share some more content with you. Um, I don't know how frequently in January and February, like I said, we'll be moving the end of February and I'm sure we're going to be pretty busy trying to find a place. I may not even have internet for a little while. So, um, just keep checking back and I will, the first Monday of January, I'm setting that intention to do another episode. So that's when you can check back and I'll try my best to keep you posted so that you can stay abreast all the new upcoming episodes. If you enjoyed this episode, would you please share it? You know, this doesn't have to be just my message. It can be your message too. And if there's value in this, I would love to hear, you know, what you're gaining from um, listening to these podcasts and ways that if you have ideas or things that you want me to consider implementing into these episodes, I would, I'm open to that. I would love to do that and to consider the things and the ideas that you guys have too. So with that guys, please enjoy your holidays and take time to slow down. And I wish you guys a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year Make today great. Mm-hmm.